Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing is called The Enemy of More is Satisfaction. This sentiment might apply to the accrual of material goods. It might apply to athletic achievement. But I heard it in the context of God's heart for me. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, Instantly, I ask myself, have I been at a place called satisfaction in my spiritual life? Yes. What's wrong with that? God wants to do more than make me satisfied. If you did not read or listen to Passion and Power, the briefing that precedes this, it would be beneficial to do so. Apparently, quite a few others read it or listened because it spoke to people worldwide. Once I took in their responses, I knew that I had to address the, yes, I have settled for satisfaction, but I want more. What should I do? Question. But first, the notion of satisfaction. What is wrong with satisfaction? I mean, isn't it tantamount to contentment? Yes, of course, but because of our human nature, it is also degrees of separation from complacent, and then stagnant, and then apathetic. If we are satisfied in our Christian walk, we will not seek hard after God. That does not sound at all like David, whom God called a man after his own heart, who said, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. Psalm 42, verse 1. The deer pants for water because it is thirsty. God wants us thirsty for him. He wants us hungry for him. God desires a relationship with a people who are passionately seeking him. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus himself said that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Father, you have my attention. I want power and passion in my life, because I have you in my life. I do not want to pray impotent, self-centered prayers. I want to be about you and your plans for me. Holy Spirit, please come and do a new thing in my life. I am ready, and I am desirous. Amen. John wrote, On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, He should come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, but the Spirit had not yet been received because Jesus had not yet been glorified. John 7, verses 37 through 39. These verses provide the springboard for our meditation about passion and power in our relationships with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the source of living water that you and I ought to have within us, deep within us. We are to go to him and drink deeply. We do so by feasting on his word and by being filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. I believe This mention here in John 7 was the first time Jesus referenced the coming of the Holy Spirit. But we have the benefit of knowing what came after this teaching. 
Recorded in John chapter 14, Jesus promises his disciples that he will ask his Father to send down to earth another, one who would have his same mind, will, emotions, and intellect. In Acts 1 verse 4, we see that Jesus tells them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the gift the Father had promised them. I quote, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 5. The Holy Spirit came to a people who were faithful, expectant, obedient, and in prayer. He did not come to a satisfied lot. From that day forward, the Holy Spirit of God filled the hearts of devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Let me be clear. At the time of conversion, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in the heart of the new believer in Jesus. That is why we must individually make that decision for Jesus Christ. He does not come unasked for, undesired, or unsolicited. Jesus said, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Luke 11, verse 13. That is the beautiful, miraculous rebirth. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside, to love us, grow us, and claim us for his own. If you have never recognized Jesus as the leader of your life, or somehow you're not sure, you can do so now by a simple prayer, something like this. The words are not critical, but the heart is, your heart is. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins, and I recognize that on my own, I sin regularly. Please forgive me of my sins and make me clean. And then, Holy Spirit of God, come and make your home in me. Amen. Friends, the enemy of more is satisfaction. Let's want more. All our God has for us. More on this topic tomorrow.